0: Hello, and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. He has served as an Alameda County Deputy District Attorney for more than 30 years. He is currently assigned to the Alameda County Narcotics Task Force. In that capacity, he works closely with frontline police officers from a variety of agencies. He also has extensive experience prosecuting and managing every type of criminal matter known to the court system. We have litigated numerous matters against each other, and it is my privilege to know him. George Wood, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer.
1: Great. Thanks, Lou. It's nice to be here.
0: Tell me about the assignment that you have right now.
1: Well, you know, I, I love it actually. So the assignment I have right now, it, it's I'm assigned to the Alameda County Narcotics Task Force, as as you said, and it is a a team of detectives that have been put together by various agencies. And each agency, such as CHP, Oakland Police Department, Alameda PD, Bart, our Probation Department, and the Sheriff's Office, along with several other agencies, will assign a an officer to the task force for approximately a 2 year period as part of that task force it's their job to try and focus on narcotics cases that are higher level in terms of quantity of narcotics being trafficked and in the sophistication of the types
0: of cases where's where's your office located which uh, building are you so
1: Yeah. So my my actual office that I spend the most time at is at what we call Echo J. It's the East County Hall of Justice, the DA's office there on Gleeson Drive here in Dublin. But the task force itself operates out of a location off of, I think, East 12th, off of 23rd Avenue in in Oakland. So uh, I do spend time out there as well. I kind of bounce back uh, and forth between the two.
0: Has the COVID affected the way that either you work or they work or the way you work together?
1: It, it It's affected the, the way I work a little bit in, in the sense that it's slowed things down in, in inside the courtroom for me.
0: Where, where are you from originally?
1: From Orinda. I was actually born in Oakland at Peralta Hospital, which my, my grandfather was the head, the head of, actually, and I grew up in Arinda.
0: Is that where you went to high school?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I attended Naramone High School. As, you know, it's funny because we... When we first moved, when, when I was first growing up in Orinda, we were on kind of the poorer side of town by over closer to the high school. And then as we got older, we my, my grandparents had some property uh, over by the, the country club. So we built a house over there and, and moved over there. And that's where I, I finished my years in, in Orinda.
0: At Miramonte? Yes. How was that experience for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it was a really it was, it was a good experience. I really felt like we grew up at a good time. I mean, you know... There were very serious things going on, actually, in those days. Part of the reason, I think, why we were living in Orinda, because my, at least my mom grew up in Oakland. And, you know, you, you had the Vietnam War that was going on for a while, and you had uh, a lot of social unrest at the time. But o- o- Orinda was was a world away from from a lot of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure my parents were deathly afraid that we were going to run off to Katy-Ashbury. Which was only really, you know, 40 minutes away from where we were at. But those were those fears were absolutely groundless. You know, we we lived in an area where there was open space, so we could just, as kids, run up into the hills all day long and come down for lunch and come down for dinner and then go back up the next day. So, you know, th- those were great summers. The the schooling in in Arinda was was very good.
0: After you got out of high school, where'd you go to college?
1: I went to UC Santa Barbara. I I thought about going to to UC Berkeley, but I probably would have lived at home my first year. And and you know, part of the whole college experience is, is getting away from home and kind of a, trying to dip your toes in the water of a, you know establishing your independence and finding out what it's like to be away from home and all. So so, but I wanted to go to UC school, and 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 Santa Barbara was far enough away that you know if it was a holiday weekend like Thanksgiving or something like that, I could actually drive back and. But i, I it, it's not like I was going to be commuting on a nightly basis. And, and you know, the setting was wonderful. You, you couldn't ask for more. You have the beach right there, and, and the campus is beautiful. So so I, I spent four years there, but I know a lot of people that uh, were on the five- or six-year plan because it's such a nice place.
0: Well, what was your experience like there?
1: You know, it, it, was, it was good. Let's see. So on the study side, you know, I had I, known very early on that I, I wanted to pursue a career as an attorney, but there was no real pre-law <laughs> major, if you will, and so I started off as a poli sci major, and and I ended up hating it because it just seemed like it was people trying to force their opinions and ideas on, on other people. And so I switched to history, and I and and, and I, I loved history. It was it was fantastic. It, it, you know, not just because I could just go to the beach and read a book on the beach about history and 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 get my get a decent grade in in class, but I just I I just love history. Period. It's it's a wonderful subject. There's so much to to learn and and so much to learn from in that area.
0: You said that you knew kind of early on that you wanted to be a lawyer. When did you first oh, yeah. start thinking about that?
1: You know, it was probably when I was like nine years old. And, and that sounds kind of funny,
0: but actually, let let me just comment on that. I don't think it sounds funny at all because I've talked to. A lot of lawyers in the process of doing this podcast, and I can tell you that most of them say something along those lines. And yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm curious as to what y- your experience was as far as kind of coming to some understanding that you wanted to be a lawyer at a very early age. And and I I put myself in that category as well.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I think I I was exposed, I guess, to. Kind of the high-level executive stuff very early on. Like I said, my, my grandfather was uh, president of uh, Peralta Hospital in Oakland. Uh, in fact, he traveled the role. He was really a pioneer in, in hospital administration. From him, I I, I had uh, a lot of exposure to stuff that I otherwise wouldn't have. Growing up, especially in the Urund area, it kind of seemed like, and I don't want to stereotype it, but it just seemed like everybody was either going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Law was much better fit for me than, than medicine was. I'll, I'll just put it like that. So... So yeah, so I I I knew early on, and and you know it wasn't because my mom loved Pyramid or anything like that. I just knew from an early stage. And
0: after you got out of college, did you go to law school directly, or did you take some time off?
1: No, I went to law school directly. It's, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I, having said that, I, I knew I, I wanted to be a lawyer. I, w- I was very lackadaisical about actually taking the the, the LSAT, the LCT, and and in studying for it. But I went in at at the last minute. I Purchased one of those study books and thumbed through it, and ended up doing really well on on the LSAT. And the, and that plus having a, a decent grade in in my major, got me
0: into law school. Where did you go to law school?
1: I went to well, I started out at Southwestern, which was in downtown LA, and I went I went directly from I can't remember if I answered your question up. I went directly from uh, college to law school. And, and it was culture shock. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, you know, I went from this beautiful campus right on the beach with, you know, all, all, all the accessories to this building, this ugly building in downtown L.A. And, and I was, I was, I landed amongst students that it, it all seemed like I had, watched the movie The Paper Chase one too many times. <laughs> Ended up transferring. I, I, I moved because I was, I was living in Westwood at the time. I moved down to Newport Beach. And I went, uh, went to a Western State uh, College of Law, and that's where I ended up graduating from.
0: What did you think of Western State?
1: Yeah, it was it was, it was was okay. It, I mean, obviously not a big name. At the time, I think it was only California accredited, although I think since then it's gotten its ABA accreditation. And I, I liked, there was a certain amount of informality at the school, which I, which I really liked. There was, there were some really good teachers there. There was a A person, one of our our teachers, I can't remember, but he had written uh, a book on remedies, and he was excellent. And we had some other good teachers there, a very good contracts teacher, and the, the atmosphere was more congenial. And it was through there that I had my first taste of actually being in a courtroom doing an internship with the Orange County DA's office. So,
0: in preparation for this interview, I looked up Western State College of Law and I was really very impressed with at least their philosophy of having smaller classes and having some, you know, real professor-student contact and mentorship. Was that your experience there?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, the the the, the instructors were very approachable.
0: What did your friends and family say or think when you told them that you wanted to become a lawyer and you were going to law school
1: well you know i think they were well my parents were real happy (laughs) because you know it's a a profession where you have lots of opportunity in that sense I, i think they were overjoyed
0: so you mentioned that you had an experience at the orange county district attorney's office what was your your first like real legal job
1: so I I don't know if that qualifies or not. So that,
0: we had, well, let's start uh, there. What was that?
1: So so with the internship, we were basically doing uh, traffic trials. You know, I had to know some bits and pieces of, of, of evidence and procedure, and I was in a courtroom and I was in front of a judge. You know, and, and as a student, not having done this before, it, it, you walk in with not a lot of confidence, and 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 try the best you can to to accomplish what you're there to do and just soak up as much as you can around you. And, and, and that's what I did. And I really, really enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was my first experience with law outside the classroom and I thought it was fantastic. And that really turned me on to actually wanting to work for a DA's office at some point in my
0: career. So what was your first like paying legal job?
1: My pet, my, well, my first paying legal, legal job, it's funny. Cause I, like I said, I, so I graduated from Western state. And I decided either I was going to stay down in Southern California and and be a beach bum or I was going to come back up here and actually get a job. And who knows if I made the right decision or not, but I came back up here. You know, graduating from a a very small school down there, you come up here and and you're competing against people that have gone to both. They've gone to McGeorge, Hastings, you've got Ivy League people, Stanford, you you name it, Santa Clara, Golden Gate. And and so, you know, you put your resume out and – and you know, out of 300 resumes, 300 resumes that you send out, you might get three responses, and and one maybe. But I, you know, it's funny. At the time, I thought that I would wanted to go into tax law. It, it was interesting to me, and still is. Although I'm glad that my career took a different turn. But so I, so the IRS had some openings, and it wasn't in their legal department, but it was in in collections. So I became a, a revenue agent for two years, hoping that at some point I. Position in their legal department would open up, and I could apply for it. So that's that was my first paying job, and so I worked out of the Golden Gate office in San Francisco, and it, it you know it was a, an interesting experience. There were it, it's funny because you had in 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 the government. I mean, I learned a few things about the IRS, but one is that it it takes almost a, a monumental effort to get anything moving uh, at the IRS, but. But once it starts move, moving, it, it's it's almost impossible for it to stop. Right or wrong, <laughs> what the original decision was. So, and all decisions were really made back in Washington. I stayed two years. It was it, it was a job that didn't have a lot of discretion, and I, I felt like I was bumping up against the ceiling of opportunity. So, and at the right time, my next job came along, and that was with the El County DA's office. So, how,
0: did, how did that come about? So
1: it was funny. So I, 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 had an uncle on my mom's side, uh, my uncle Alec, and, and he ran the concessions down at the elementary county fair at the horse races. And he, years earlier, he had contracts with all the the county fairs. And, and but anyway, so he you know he would work three weeks out of the summer, make a ton of money, and and then I think you know contributed to judges' campaigns and things like that. So he got to know some people in the legal system, and he, I, I don't know how it came about, but he he became friends with Bud Melaling, who was a DA, a deputy DA in our office, fantastic attorney. And, and anybody who's been around some of the older people <laughs> in our office, uh, you know, you'll know, you you'll immediately recognize his name. And so, so my uncle arranged a lunch and it was my uncle, you know, it's funny. It was kind of like my, my uncle's Greek and, and my, my mom's side of the family is Greek. So, so it was kind of like the Greek mafia because you had my uncle who ran the, the, the concessions at, at the horse races. You had guy there from the from the meat packing company. You had a guy there from the cement company, and then, then you had Bud Melling. and and so, you know, Bud was nice enough to inquire about me and ask me if I you know was interested in in a career with the DA's office. To which I nodded my head, and so eventually I was called in and got interviewed by Chris Carpenter uh, a few months past, and I, I hadn't heard anything, and then just as I was. I had decided to resign from my my job with the IRS. So I get a call from Chris saying, "Would you like to come and be a deputy DA?" So, so I, I had my interview with 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 Jack and Tom Orloff and and Dick Eigelhart, who were the three, and eek past that and and started my career in the DA's office.
0: When you started out in the DA's office, what did you first do there?
1: I misdemeanor the trials. It, it's funny because in in those days, you know, you get hired, you're handed a file and set and Told here, go try this case. <laughs> so so you walk off and, 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 and do the best you can. Fortunately I did I didn't go out on, on my very first day. I had a few weeks. So I got a chance to watch, you know, some misdemeanor trials that were going on. So
0: I've been in the Alameda County District Attorney's Office for more than thirty years now. So obviously there must be something about that that you like. So what is it that you really like about being a lawyer, and more specifically, what do you like about being uh, Alameda County Deputy District Attorney? I,
1: I love the culture of our office. You know, right, right from the beginning, you could walk up to anybody. I mean, there's you know, there's essentially no such thing as a stupid question in our office, and and your people are very non-judgmental. They're they're very rather very supportive, and they're always trying to get behind you, and essentially make you a better attorney. And I, I like the idea that. We're kind of part of a team in, in that sense. I guess it's a, a, a little bit akin to to team sports. You know, it, it, like being a judge, it's a very lonely occupation. You've got to kind of keep your distance from the parties and you're back alone in your chambers. And, and this is just the opposite. There's a, there's a lot of camaraderie here. I sleep well at night and, and I really enjoy the work. I enjoy the people that I work with. And that working with the people is, is a big part, I think, of, of the practice of law.
0: Would you recommend law to a young person as a career choice?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I th- you know, the law is changing a little bit. Like, you know, our our uh, system is changing a little bit. The, the legislature keeps on; they they won't leave us alone. They keep tweaking the laws, unfortunately. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting up in age. I'm 60 now. So, so change, it, it comes harder and harder, but I, I think it's still a good occupation. I think it will always be a good occupation.
0: How is actually practicing met or differed from your expectations about it?
1: You know, there's, it's, it's, it's funny because it's not just a legal job that, that we do. We, there's a lot of handholding and, and I don't want that's probably the wrong term to use because it it it, it sounds a little bit de minimis, but you know we we deal with a, a lot of victims, so we have to sit down, we have to talk to them, we have to educate them about the system, we have to educate them perhaps about their expectations about what is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's true from the from the defense side too. You know, where we really spend an awful lot of time being social workers rather than really attorneys. And that that and, and, you know, I found that when I was a prosecutor as well, like you say, you know, dealing with the victims and dealing with the witnesses, it's 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 a very people oriented practice. And it right. involves things that, you you know, no one ever really talked about in law school. It, 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 it's, you know, it's right. not the evidence code or
1: you, know, you, you just can't say no to helping people. That's the nice thing about working for the DA's office is that we're really there to try and, and help the, the community, not just from a safety standpoint. And this is, I think, something that our, our DA, Nancy O'Malley, has emphasized.
0: What, if anything, would you change about the way the legal system works?
1: Oh, that's, that's a hard question. You know, it, it's it's funny because there's so much we do of what we do is – well, and that's probably – some of what we do – is really a roll of the dice. You know, trials can be a roll of dice. You never know what's going to happen once the jury gets picked. And <laughs> and 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 in that sense, and, and you know, there is a certain amount of skill involved in what we do. I would love to see uniformity in the system, and, and and there isn't because sometimes the skill of attorney can can make a difference, and that's good for that attorney, but not always good for the client who doesn't have that attorney representing them.
0: Do you think that the system is fair?
1: Yeah, I, I do. You know, I mean, some people might want to draw the borders of, of fairness much narrower and say that the system is not fair. But by and large, my experience is that it's been very fair. You know, it. it and it's it's fair as long as everybody is responsible about their what what it is that their job is, you know, and that starts you know from from the charging deputy in, in the considerations that go into whether or not a case should be charged or whether or not a case shouldn't be charged to to the the, the pretrial deputy making an offer.
0: Let me shift gears here just a little bit. What's your family life like, and how has you know practicing law affected that?
1: Yeah, it's funny. So, so my wife, Tracy, she's a court reporter. And I met her in Fremont. So I, I guess I have uh, my career as a DA to thank for, for my family. And uh, she recently re- retired. Although she goes back to work part-time over in San Mateo County. So we we got married in 93. So it's 27 years ago, if I'm counting them correctly. We have two children, although it sounds funny to call them children now because I have a daughter that's 22 and a son that's 19 going on 20. So they're not children anymore. But to me, they are, uh, always will be. Early on, it was a, a bit difficult uh, from a time perspective. You know, we were always juggling trying to pick up the kids, drop them off from daycare and things like that because we were a two-worker family, as so many families are. So so that was a bit difficult, although it wasn't necessarily I, anything about the law, I think, that made that difficult. Although there were, you know, sometimes some long hours that I, I
0: would put in or I would have to go away. What sort of recreational pursuits do you have?
1: Oh, let's see. So I was involved for a long time. I, I really like was into cars for a while. It's funny because at one point in in our marriage, early in our marriage, my, my wife was on me to get something a little bit nicer than the car I was driving. So so I went on and got – I used Aston Martin. And well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was funny because it was just when the internet was starting up and, and we had, I think, taken out a second to do some work on the house. So I, I was able to smuggle a little bit of that money away. And so I bought an older Aston and, and got involved with the, the Aston Martin Owners Club and eventually became its chair for the Western United States for for several years. Had uh, a really good time with that. Lots of people, famous race car drivers such as Sterling Moss and Carroll Shelby and you know some of the older race car drivers and, and then just made uh, a ton of friends through through that Neil Peart, who was the drummer for Rush, Derek Bell, who won the five times, uh, Derek Daly, who was a Grand Prix driver in the 70s and early 80s. You know, the, there were so many people that, that I met and, and people that I became friends with. And it was just a, I don't know, I guess there was just something about car people that, that, that clicked with me. Always had a wonderful time, still involved in it a little bit. I've always loved traveling uh, internationally, especially. I, I'm not well traveled at all within the U.S., but outside of them, uh, a fair amount of international traveling, in the, and I love it. So I'm, I'm, well, I'm you, really looking you, forward to that
0: aspect. You you mentioned international travel. Where have you been?
1: So I've been to uh, to Europe a number of times. I love the U.K., England. I have a, a really good friend that lives up in in York, and you know York is a beautiful city It still has the old Roman walls around the outside and. And a beautiful cathedral called the Minster inside. And it's got the cobblestone streets and parts of the city and stuff like that. So, and there's just something about being in the UK that, that I, I don't know, it just feels very familiar to me. I don't know if that's because my dad's side of the family was from there or, or what. But uh, so, I've, yeah, so I've been there, Switzerland, where I, I mean, I don't think there's a speck of litter in the whole country. It's the, the whole, it, everything is just like a postcard
0: there. It's amazing. Uh, if you came into some real money, a few billion dollars, is there anything that you would do differently in your life?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, absolutely. I, you know, I, without question, would, would try and help more people, maybe both family and, and friends, but maybe just as a, uh, a a donor to good causes out there. I mean, I you know, it's funny because I, I, I had actually one of my Aston Martins that I had actually went up way up in price. I sold it to my friend Neil and, and then it went up to over a million dollars when he had it. And I thought to myself, "Wow." You know, well, I I don't regret selling it because if if I still had it, I couldn't justify having a car worth that much, um, not being like a gazillionaire. So, and, and I always felt like you know if, if I had something that that was worth that much, I really had a responsibility, not just to myself but to those around me, and to make sure that I'm using. My finances in a way that benefits the most people.
0: Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we haven't discussed? Something that you wanted to say? Or
1: oh gosh, no. I hate open-ended questions. Although I like, I love asking. I've spent 31 years here as a DA. It's been. I don't want to necessarily say "fun" is the right word, but it's the first word that comes to mind. It, it's been such an enjoyable career. I've had uh, wonderful people that I've worked with. Some people who aren't, are are you know now left the office and retired. I've just had a really good experience with this as a career, and yeah, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I I think I, I don't think there's anything that I'd do different. Career choices, anyway. It's it's really been fantastic.
0: George Wood, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon on Love Thy Lawyer. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, great! Thanks, so It's been a bugger. That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. If you enjoyed listening, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, send me an email. I promise I'll respond. Take a look at our website at lovethylawyer.com, where you can find all of our episodes, transcripts, photographs, and information. Thanks, as always, to my guests, who share their wisdom, and to Joel Katz for music, Ryan Matheson for technical support and Tracy Hart. I'm Lewis Goodman.
1: One of the first questions I I would have asked you is, is why the heck are you interviewing me?